I'm Allison Van Hooser, and I'm on a sold-out mission to develop highly successful leaders at all levels. In the 15 years I've been working throughout the food, financial, retail industries, and politics, I've become deeply aware of the powerful effects of leadership. In each episode, you will get strategies and actions you can use immediately in order to change you, your team, and your business. The question is, will you choose to own it? Will you put your stake in the ground and decide to do something with what you've learned today? This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast. Hey there, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Either way, I want you to know that I'm so glad that you're here. It is my heart on this podcast to serve you, to help you, to guide you, to teach you, to help you get better results as you lead, manage, and supervise the people you work with every single day. Today, I'm going to share with you all a story, a story about a leader who was frustrated with the results they were getting with from an employee and how I guided them to shift the way they were communicating so they could better connect with their employee and earn the results they wanted. I do a lot of work in the financial industry. Specifically, the story I'm going to talk about today was with a community bank. I was leading a half-day training session on the differences and how to navigate conflict, confrontation, cooperation, collaboration, and lots of other C words that help build effective teams, challenges that leaders are facing that we need to address in order to build a more effective team. And in a room full of 20 people, there was one person sitting in the very back of the room who furiously took notes the entire time, but he never spoke up. He sat there quiet the entire time, even through some group discussion, until we had about 30 minutes left out of a four-hour day. And he raised his hand. I had no idea what he was going to say. And when I called on him, he began to share a story about his work life with me and everyone else in the room. He started talking about a new teller, someone he hired that he believed had so much potential to learn and grow and be successful, not only in the teller role, but in other positions throughout the bank. They had been there for several months, and the teller was making mistakes, as anybody would in that position, only being there a few months. The frustration from Him, the manager, was not the mistakes. His frustration was with how the employee handled the mistakes. She was quick to realize the mistake or admit fault, but through so much intentional effort on the manager's part, trying to work to encourage and uh, show that Mistakes are part of the learning process, that you will make mistakes, but you should come out of those learning more, which means you will ultimately be more successful. It seemed like all of those words were falling on deaf ears. I would say that there was communication happening. There was talking happening, but there was no connection. 
So how do we navigate a situation where there is a leader who is talking with an employee and no connection? I'll share with you what I shared with him that day. That employee who is making mistakes, who's going back to their position discouraged after a conversation about a mistake they've had. They are going back and maybe their energy, which is now deflated because she's discouraged, is oozing over onto employees and onto coworkers, whether it's how she's carrying herself through body language or whether it's through the words that she says to her coworkers. Ultimately, It's not a feeling that they want in their culture. It's not from a morale perspective. It's not helping anything. So how do we fix this? That teller very likely may be going back to their position feeling like they are, in fact, the only person who is making these mistakes. Even though her boss is telling her, it's okay, we all make mistakes. She may be going back and thinking, I will never achieve my goal here because I can't even get this right today. Even though the manager is saying, it's okay, when we make mistakes, we learn and we grow. I challenged him to try something different. I shared with him a story about myself. I told him about a time that Gosh, I told him about a time that I was responsible for locking up a bank. I I used to work in a community bank for several years. And one of the responsibilities I was given early on in my management position was to be the last one out the door and lock the bank. After all the tellers are gone, after I had locked the vault, I had to lock the actual building. Well, if you've ever closed any sort of business, you might be familiar with how that usually goes. People who are left there at the end of the day, they're having conversations, they're wrapping up their last duties, and everybody's ready to get out the door, me included. So we leave, and I come back into the work the very next day. And by the time I had gotten there, I had dropped all of my kids off, there was already Several people who had gotten into the office and likely had time to check their email, get their coffee, and get to their desk and get settled in. So I come in, and I open my email, and the very first email I see is one from this bank CEO. And it says, I don't know who was responsible for locking up the bank last night, but I do know that I was the first person to the bank, and it was completely unlocked. Now let that sink in for a second. A bank was totally left unlocked all night. Insane, right? And it was my fault. I was new in this position. I was new in management. I was 22, 23 years old. I was young. I felt like I had everything against me. I had no banking experience. All of this flooded my mind as soon as I read that email from the bank CEO. I thought I'm going to be fired when he finds out this is me. It ended up that I hit the dreaded reply all because he had sent this email out to the entire bank. Everyone else was now wondering who was responsible for that, for those that didn't already know. And so I owned it. I replied all to that email and said it was my fault. 
I should have known. Here's what I'm going to do differently to make sure this will not happen again. And I apologized for the mistake I had made. And <laughs> it wasn't until months later that I had a conversation with another employee. Surprisingly, on another day, whenever I was locking up the bank, so most everyone was gone, and this employee who I now supervised, who was who had about 20 years plus experience on me in the banking industry, came up to me and they said, Allison, I honestly wasn't sure how this was going to go down. That's basically what she said. How this was going to go down whenever you were hired in this bank to a management position with no banking experience, being so young, I was worried. But I'll never forget, she said, I'll never forget when you admitted to the entire bank that you had made a mistake and you had figured out how to make sure it never happened again and you apologized. She said, from that moment on, I believed that you were a leader I could get behind, that you were somebody who I was going to follow and you haven't let me down ever since. And now I share that story with you because that manager in the room that training day recently, who was so frustrated because he had tried to use words of affirmation to encourage his employee, to help them feel like they can keep going, that this is part of the process of learning and getting better, that they will be more successful despite their mistakes. When they weren't getting the results they want, I wonder if a story would create more of a connection and have more of an impact and get that leader the result he wanted from that employee. Let's say that leader shares an a story with the employee about a time he failed. He messed up. Maybe he never left the bank unlocked, but maybe there's got to be, because we all make mistakes, there's got to be a time where he's messed up and he learned from it. And he got to where he is today because he kept learning. He became better. And maybe if he's willing to be vulnerable enough to share a time he's made a mistake just like she was doing and how he used that to get better, then maybe it's possible that she might see that in herself, that it wouldn't be words falling on deaf ears, but it would be her being able to see her leader, her manager, her supervisor as someone who was once just like her. And so I'll ask you to think about your employees. Where may you be trying to communicate and falling short? Because there's actually no connection. How can stories help fill in the blank? If you do much work on your own leadership development journey and you're looking at resources that are somewhat mainstream today, storytelling is a buzzword. But I want to make it really practical for you. How has it worked in my career? How am I seeing it work in others' careers as I continue to teach this across the country? And ultimately, how can it work in your career? Now, you may hear this and a challenge becomes really evident in your mind. Something you've got going on, a place where there is a disconnect. And you might be thinking, 
There is no way I'm about to tell somebody one of my stories about something gone wrong in my life. I'm not going to be that vulnerable. I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to be the person who gets this right. And I would challenge you to say, or I would challenge you by saying, people want vulnerable leaders. People want real leaders. People want to see the human side of you. They want to be able to see that you've been where they are, that you understand what they're feeling, what they're thinking. And then they want you to guide them to being better. And all of that can be accomplished potentially through something as simple as you being willing to share your own stories, the good ones, and especially, especially the hard ones. It's when you're willing to open up to your people that you can build that connection, and it's that connection that is the foundation to most every leadership result we desire. And so I ask you like I always do, are you going to put your stake in the ground and do something with what you've learned, what you've heard today? It is my hope that you do, that you take action, and that the results you get are better than you could even imagine. I'm wishing you the best. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For the links to everything mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes. And if you'd like more practical, tactical leadership development content, go to www.vanhooser.com for my weekly blog and all the links to my social media channels. And if it makes sense to start improving the leadership skills of your managers and supervisors, let's talk about training options for your team. Email me at allison at Leaders, make the choice today to put your stake in the ground and own your leadership success. This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast.